live through Loot of the Beacon in the basement of the Stalwart Fortress. This is Wagdai Weekly, the show that covers everything about Wagdai, the interactive fantasy adventure that combines rich lore, role-playing mechanics, and a community of creators that bring the Forsaken Lands to life in an immersive game where there's only one constant. We are all going to die. I'm your host, Josiah, in the studio today, along with, not along with King Offling. He'll be back. I'm not sure. Um, welcome to the first, it's, it's basically the first full week of steering. It launched Thursday of last week, so we're in the fifth or sixth day. Love to see the enthusiasm from the crowd. At any time, come on up to claim your seat. We'd love to hear your thoughts on what's been going on. See if uh, he gets his connection going. <clears throat> All right. Anyways, let's let's hop right into it. Um, so as as we as we know, we had the return of our first official Wagdai spaces last Thursday. Um, subject matter: sear thy flesh. And so that actually had a really thorough lore drop. Um, it was our, our resident narrator, She Who Smiles, taking the stage once again and kind of setting the the scene up for Searing. And we return to the catacombs. Um, Lost Cowboy, welcome up. What's up? What's up? What's up, everyone? How's it going? Brandon, you as well. Welcome. See, you guys were popping off in the uh, the tavern before uh, before the show. We were, I was explaining all the secrets of why I got, you missed it. All the secrets of Wagdai? Yeah, all the secrets. That's something I would want to miss, TBH. Hey, yo. Uh, her silence. Um, so I, I'm getting, uh, King Offland is telling me that his Twitter is rugging him, so he's going to reset it. But let's let's go ahead and jump into the main adventure storyline, okay? So the episode space, Sear Thy Flesh. We got a lot of deep lore drops from She Who Smiles, the first of which being that she tells us that at the catacombs, all 17 before us have gone in to sear their flesh during some time in their rise of power. And this is what sets the 18th, the Lost Pilgrim, apart from that. Because whereas each of the 17 were individuals, the Lost Pilgrim is, of course, 600, 649, 6,649. Um, and so that makes us different and separate. So there's no single soul to sear all these tokens into, rather it's each of us individually. And when we do that, we become truly one of the lost pilgrim. So she said the two fractured our soul. Um, it wasn't of our own will or of any other force. That It might have been potentially random, um, but that has yet to be seen. Um, but that, that's what makes this 18th cycle separate from all the others. The fact that there's a lot of us searing this time around. She speaks on specific members of the 17, so we get the mention of Logan for the third time he's mentioned, um, which I think makes him the member of the 17 that is referenced the most without us actually having met him. Um, Logan is mentioned when we're in the Primordial Lands, Logan the Druid. He's mentioned by Rita, um, and then he's mentioned now again by She Who Smiles. So his backstory that he was driven out from the halls of Mother Agora or the Kingdom of Enlightened, right? Because his his ideology is divergent from the dichotomy of the two. He actually believes that they're, I mean, two sides of the same coin. Isn't that right, King Offling? Uh, yeah. Well, so in this low Kingdom of Enlightenment for seeking harmony, right? Like, like he wanted to like, I guess, you, I mean, 
there's a difference because there's a couple of groups that have tried to like merge the and like accept them as one or whatever. But um, he, he tried to seek harmony, and I guess the Agorans did not like him uh, doing that, so he was banished from the Kingdom of the Enlightenment, and that was like the big drop in terms of Logan's storyline um, there. And it's specifically laid in contrast to the storyline of the Seers throughout the uh, that same spaces where they were trying to fuse the two uh, and I think created a child of her through the process of that. Right. And it's, um, you know, Rita mentioned the gardens of Logan, right? That, I mean, the Southern Plains, and, you know, we have that joke about how, how they're all hanging out there. But it's, you know, it's interesting to see his identity, Logan, the shameful, right? I think that's his full name. And, you know, he, he obviously has two body traits named after him, the followers of Logan and Logan Disciple. And they both look pretty alien. I mean, Logan himself is very alien. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if the transfer like his physical appearance came about um because of his banishment or his time with the druids or we don't like we don't know why he looks like that yet but um all in all in due time i think one of the most interesting things on that lore drop that's like we haven't really like discussed as the community yet um is they gave like hard cycle dates um for both god sucker kilgore and uh worm lord cool right so like the, they specifically laid out that god, uh, that kilgore god sucker kilgore was the 16th and that in her time she like consumed all life in the forsaken lands and uh in, including like everything like all of life on in the in the forsaken lands was consumed by god sucker kilgore and then she killed herself as a means of like a goal, like, her goal to, like end everything as far as I'm interpreting the the you know couple lines that are in there, but like that's kind of her her thing. But in that death, like there was no life in the world, and then Wormlord Cool was like born from her, her rotting corpse or whatever, um, and that was the start of the seventeenth cycle. And we got like hard dates for these things, and like. I'm really keen to go down with Concord of Research and like start picking down um, which uh, 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 cycles belong to which uh, 17 because like we're getting really close to being able to solve that puzzle finally, um, especially with like we got two hard dates in here. So um, I think that's really a, a, a big piece of the puzzle that we'll be able to like finalize. Yeah, for sure. I think that that's always a fun. Another really fun cool thing is. Oh, sorry, my man. I, th- I must have some mad delay. But um, uh, another really cool thing was that uh, listening to She Who Smiles speaking, um, she goes on not just to explain her time within the first cycle, but uh, the way it was, right? In the first cycle, there was literally nothing. It was like in the whole world except for rubble and the catacombs. Um, she found the catacombs. At- uh, lost cowboy. Do you- no, unfortunately, uh, he is lost. Yeah, run. Yikes, yikes. Um, what was he saying? <laughs> yeah. Okay. No idea. Honestly, he's off. Okay. Um. Oh, he he was talking about she who smiles. We got she who smiles lore. 
Yeah, that's what he was saying. He's yeah, yeah, going to yeah. basically talk about the dates that were presented to us by her. All right, I'll fling your back up. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so She Who Smiles like existed in the first cycle. We've all known that, but we got a first Acceptance, where he's hanging out and spending some time, and the catacombs have kind of like always existed, and they kind of always will exist. Um, but the most uh, yeah, this isn't gonna work. <laughs> it's like so hard to pay attention to you, man. But you keep cutting off. Why don't you leave the catacombs so you could tell us what the hell you're talking about? Yeah, you're coming in and out. We can use dictation. Someone can uh, articulate his thoughts if he writes them out. <laughs> All right, he's gone. <laughs> um, Good. He was saying, uh, okay, She Who Smiles created the church. Oh, he's back again. He's going to have a lot of editing to do for this episode. Hello? Editing shit. Fuck it. All right, all right. This is my last try. Where, where, We're doing where, this can you hear live. me now? We're doing this live. Can you hear me now? Try it. Try it again. All right, right on. Um, she Who Smiles made the church of her, is what I'm trying to tell you all. Uh, she was walking around in the first cycle. There was literally nothing else. And um, she willed the church of her into existence. And it has stood there uh, since the first cycle as well. This is new information that we did not have. We knew the church had been around for a very long time, but it was literally the first thing that was ever like created in the world. She who smiles is like the, emissary of the forsaken lands itself right like if the forsaken lands is to have life of some sort then boom it is she who smiles uh and then if it is to have things in it boom she makes the 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 church of her and it has stood since and so now the question is like it, she has seen it changed and like kind of i'm i'm starting to think that like she who smiles like wants constant change or whatever or like accepts it at the level that we you know the other 17 hadn't really like you know they try and control things um and part of that is that like through their accumulation of power um they leave behind these like fragments these tokens of concord which like Im are embodied with their individual powers and that's what we've all been collecting and that's what we've been fucking searing into our characters uh and apparently every single member of the 17 has come to the catacombs previously and they've come to the catacombs and they themselves have seared um, the, the past powers into themselves as well. Um, so this is what they call in the, in the actual spaces is like the apex of the cycle, um, which tells me like something interesting that like, if you're at the apex, then we're all about to go fucking downhill like things are about to get really bad for us um coming up uh or or it's at least some heavy drama as the cycle begins to prepare for the next churn um and we will become the constant quote unquote which is something that that she echoes through that through that spaces um there is this like interesting challenge that's presented there um, asking us if we really have the audacity to believe that we have the capacity to disrupt the, the binary of the two, right? Is there anything that we as, you know, a fractured powerful being, you know, none of these 17 before us could do it. 
Um, and is there something about us being fractured that allows us to disrupt the two in a way that all these others who had failed, um, you know, we can succeed. And so I think like not non-mechanically, like narratively and like metagamey, like we need to start thinking about like your personal philosophy on like what it is to shake up the binary of the gods to disrupt the the order of this universe because those options those ideas are going to be what i think defines this next cycle or defines how our story closes um and so i don't know how, what i feel yet um but there's some time hopefully to think of um, our ideals on what it means to to change how the 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 cosmos of this world are like formed. So um, that's my rant about the spaces. Thank you for listening. I sorry it was ruggy, um, but I'm back. Hello. Yep. Yeah, you stuck the landing. So interesting thoughts. I um yeah I I I quote her. You know she was smiling. She said those who seek to push outside the cycle or against the two will return to balance, right? The balance being the, the one constant, the, the ever-present, omnipotent nature of the two. And that just reminds me of Luda the Striver about his, the, the missing member of the 17, whose outcome of his goals we still haven't known yet. The fact that he disappeared because he was looking for a path outside the cycle. And, you know, I, I would chalk that up to history and lore, but for the fact that we actually have the compass, which seems to be the big MacGuffin of the 18th cycle, right? That we're trying to get it to start working again in the hopes that it points us to his direction and what he left behind. Um, so again, for that, you need the Molten Heart, you need the Stone of Zoe, and you need the um, Serpent Scale. Yeah, or, or right. three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the last yeah, thing so is we the, got... uh, the stone of the serpent scale. Right. So, you know, even as you describe the apex of the cycle, right, and what, what is this all culminating to? What's going to be this huge conclusion? It, it, I have to think of the compass and what it means to find the stone bearers of this world. And then where is Luda? Which, of course, we talk about Wagdy World 2.0. So before everything, it was only the catacombs, King? We don't know what if the catacombs existed before the forsaken lands themselves, but when the forsaken lands were first observed by she who smiles, they, the catacombs existed, but they're like you this know, place yeah. between the primordial powers and the two and the forsaken lands itself. You know, what's interesting about the history from how it was described is that when, when she started walking the forsaken lands, it seemed it was always desolate and kind of it, it was always in its post-apocalyptic state. And, you know, we've talked about you look at the map, you see details of ruined cities and like, you know, even like tree trunks that are shattered. And you wonder if the Forsaken Lands was always like this or was it more bountiful and verdant at some point? And unfortunately, that seems to not be the case. Enrique, well, no, welcome I, up. I do think they've gone through periods of lusciousness but it's like i think i think our a lot of our perception of the forsaken lands has been colored by the acts of god sucker kilgore right like 
if Godsucker killed everybody in the whole world and then herself, that's why there's so little life. But we got to wait until we go into the frozen world to figure out that story, I think. Yep. And I see Cold World, you pinned that on the top that we anticipate when the next vote for where adventure continues next, right? We're going to have three options. We're going to have the Path of Frost, which is uh, corollary with the uh, the Godsuckers. We're going to have the Kingdom of the Enlightened, which is corollary with Yogg and Yorn, and the uh, Southern Plains with uh, Logan the Shameful. Uh, which one are you guys most excited for? What are you? Guys- Me? I don't know, man. Like, I still want to party with the Druids. I think. Yeah, I personally, I feel the same way. I think it's definitely Druid time. We we we've been holding on to this mushroom for far too long. I was just gonna say, I need to know what the magic mushroom does already. I mean, then again, like there's a, there is the option of of seeking the kingdom of enlightenment. Like we keep running into these groups that are like. Uh, we don't like either of the two, you know, um, or we tried to merge the two and we really haven't gotten a chance to hear from uh, uh, from from the Agoran side of things. You know, like we 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 heard at the bonfire and that's it. But um, yeah, no, haven't haven't yeah, like I gone mean, into either, Yorn and Yon. Either you meet them and they're not as bad as people said or you meet them and they're worse than Right. I can't imagine there's there's a middle ground there. But uh, OK, so I think that's that's most of the main storyline stuff. So anticipating the emergence of a new I, I have a question, if you guys don't mind. Go for it. So the baby in the space. So can, can you guys elaborate a little bit on that? Because I didn't didn't got it. All I hear is like the, the baby was like getting burned or something like that. Or it was just our impression. Let's uh, all right. Let, let's take a sound bite. What's up? Did I rush? Is it me? And it ends there with like a a monster bite. Yeah, what the fuck? Like the baby's mutating into something. Exactly. That was my understanding of it, that it was some kind of progressional transformation. Oh, okay. Weird artistic choice. Um, welcome, nonetheless. I don't know. Man, ruggy spaces today. Um, yeah, I don't know what the baby was. I don't... <laughs> Is that us? Maybe? Um, I don't know. <laughs> but... Uh, there was one other interesting thing in the spaces, and that is the role of the moths, um, who kind of like they live in the catacombs and they are drawn to death the way that like a, a IRL moth is drawn to light. Like they're just like obsessed with it and they love us fulfilling the constant and they love us searing um, in particular. So uh, I don't know what is to come of that, but there's some moth lore if you were ever curious. I wanna go. I wanna know where where Merlin is going. Is it like the frozen path, or the yeah, the path of frost, something like that? No. Yep, I think he's uh he's he's intent on finding the God Killers. Um, is everyone still there? Been? Yeah, I think I thought it was my. Yeah, my we've account. been here, bro. Where have you been? I'm here. I'm chilling. 
Um, I guess that's it for main storyline stuff. King, you got anything else? King, King's already in the in the catacombs again. He's out of it. All right, we're gonna move on to a special community segment. Um, top ten seers. Okay, the way we're framing this, it's it's highly subjective. All right, this is just for fun. It's personal opinion, so don't take anything personally. Um, but I'm gonna. I have my list of top ten. Um, King Offling has his list, and a- anyone else up here, you can just chime in. Okay, okay, on what you think. Um, with that, let's get it started. The void, the void drinker. Is that your? That's your time. That's 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 one of them. Can you guys speak on what happened with the void drinker earlier today? Oh, that's just an edge case due to my bad software engineering skills. Okay, but I, I can go in details, but I don't think anyone would be interested in it. <laughs> no, no, no. Just give us the premise. What happened? Uh, it had to do with a naming convention issue between a prod token in the prod mapping versus the dev token in the dev mapping, which I was testing on before we launched. The dev and dev mappings were okay. The prod was actually misaligned, so it was hard to actually find because I don't own the token. So we couldn't really test until, obviously, Lost Cowboy was ready to go see it. That's why I had to, you know, just go and do this thing, and then I'll LARP, I'll LARP my way into its reveal. Okay, so Lost Cowboy, you seared a one-of-one one token of Concord, which is the Jester's Wand. Yes, I did. And are the results out on the Twitter skate? Is that something you can share to the top of the spaces? Um, I haven't, I haven't tweeted it or anything. I haven't shown it. Just I know the people in the in the, the library saw it. Um, but I didn't tweet no picture. It's on my profile. I mean, if you go look at my wallet. Um, but yeah, I kind of, I kind of wanted to see if it actually worked. Um, and then it worked. <laughs> so yeah. then, so then, I was like, okay, cool. Now I have it. Um, and I'm just gonna keep it until I can properly uh, reveal its its entire story. Um, but yeah, it's an I. <laughs> You know, it's funny, man, like I did not expect the Jester's Wand to do that, you know, and seeing the keepers tweeted it, I was like, I really thought we were going to space or something like, I don't know, you, you never know with this game. So I just thought any possibility. So when the jokes started coming in and, and I was kind of joking, like, okay, so then I guess the Jester's Wand is the Void Drinker. <laughs> and then it was like actually reality. It didn't hit me until today. I'm not gonna lie. Where I was like, "Oh shit!" It really. I thought I thought Brennan was pulling the longest joke on me forever, until so he was gonna be like, "Nah, I'm just kidding. It's actually this guy," you know. So it's awesome, and I kind of feel like responsible now to to make sure to to do him justice and to do him right. Nice, nice. Congratulations. That's the first one of one, not just one of one talk that got seared, but the first one of one seer trait, right? With that kind of um, appearance. So looking forward to a story. My, yeah. my question is, going back to it, is if the wand was part of the nameless charter, right? Yep, yep, yep. So does the void and something, is there? Is there something there? That I have no idea. We need, we need King for that. Um, yeah. From what I understood, it was the Noxium Brew who turned everyone and ruined everyone. And then the charter left and lost his lost his way i forgot about that part i'm sure king knows it but what i what i took from it was that it was going to mutate me regardless the jester's wand is what i understood but i didn't think it was going to be the void until i made sense 
the uh, nameless charter was visited by the worm. Like that's how he made the Noxium Noxium uh, brew, right? Like the, uh, of all of the seventeen so far, possibly accepting Wormlord Cool until we get more of his story. Like the, the nameless charter is like the most directly connected with um, the, the the nameless worm. Um, and that's, I think, why so many of the traits are like directly tied. So, I'm I'm curious what the what the dealio is. But yeah, dude, sick fucking one of one. <laughs> like, congrats, you held that. Like, man, we oh, man, we we should have stolen the wand for good when we had our chance. Me and Merlin. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's unexpected to be honest. Um, but uh, but I'm I'm glad. Um, also, you know, it's a little little thing that's cool too is that. Um, Brandon also saved me because I was going to sear it to any random character and he stopped me and he was like, look, just so you know, the background doesn't get dragged. So right then and there, I took a second and we started searching for a void background that could work with the character so I could do the void drinker properly. And uh, I just wanted to shout out Cold War for like accepting my trade and helping me out with his token. So then I could uh, properly LARP this guy. So Cold War definitely made it happen for me. Hey, teamwork makes the dream work. All right. Okay, Offley, are you ready to start this list? Yeah, dude. Okay. Am I kicking, am I am I going first or you? Let, let's do our tens first, okay? So this is my I'm offended tenth. already. My tenth. Oh, these are supposed to be in order? Oh, I didn't order them. Okay, no worries. That's fine. My tenth one, I've, I've pinned it to the top. This dude with the glutton's blessing wings on top of his. Um, I think this one's made by Tali. And before, the dude had a Noxium death cage on. And so you couldn't see his face. It covered up most of his his um, hair. And so that's gone and it's replaced with these wings. So I love the, the image it creates. I think it's staring. I would say take away the sword and shield and it would be grail for me. Uh, but this is good enough. This is my time. Uh, my 10th, I guess, I'm just picking them up at random, but it's Penance by Her Silence. Uh, I, I assume this was a clean uh, Nike beforehand or something, but like it's just her ember. Just, yeah, oh yeah, it's your PFP right now. It was a decrepit. Oh shit, dude. <laughs> That's very crazy. It made like the um, perfect, it made like yeah, the perfect Nike. Clean. And I didn't expect it. Yeah, because you got this, the, 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 yeah, the shoulder thing. Uh, you ha you had a dark shoulder too, which is the is the trick to making. I go, yeah, I think that's top tier her ember burn uh, searing of all time. I don't think anybody's ever going to make anything better than that. <laughs> Y'all hear that? Hell yeah, I agree. I agree. That's that's just his opinion. Okay. Just... <laughs> hey, hey, man, Timur. <laughs> let me have let me have my moment. All right, moving. All right, all right, you got it. Moving on. Moving on to number nine. My number ninth is uh, this fully varnished platinum knight. I think this was made by PU, I want to say. Um, and the helmet almost aligns perfectly with the armor. There are a few shades that do overlap, which I think makes it work overall. Um, and combine that with the sword and shield, I think it works really well as like a fully armed knight. It's pretty cool. There are several options that can make this one, by the way. Uh, my second, I'll go uh, Shalomang the Wise by Hamdo. Another, I, I I don't know, I'm a sucker for clean ones. And like, this is just the, uh, uh, a, a little Wormkin Elite with the, the robes on and that perfect uh, uh, Star of the Magus, um, that little red star in the corner. It's like, it's super clean. Like, 
I, I like clean wag dye, and this is a great example of one. Yeah, I know that one has the red spark on the void background, right? It's a good just juxtaposition. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my number eight is this one seared by Gbo, I think. And um, I, I had to look up. The, um, the cage looks like that character in Bloodborne. Mike, Michael Flash? Does that sound right? Anyone know what I'm talking about? Uh, I yes, believe not. you. Nope. Damn, okay. Uh, well, that's, that's what it reminds me of. And, you know, the crimson on crimson, it's her lover body trait with the red armor. And so you put the cage on top, and it's pretty effective. That's my eighth. Mine is uh, Guts. Again, another clean one. Uh, but Guts by uh, Mischievio is dope. It's just, um, uh, what's that big, bul- it's not the bulkiest armor, but it's like one of the rarer armors. Um, and it's just a simple her ash helmet. I'm, I'm dropping them in the Discord if y'all want to watch them. But um, yeah, Guts, token number 1265. Uh, sword, shield, armor, helmet done beautiful love it yeah i i i I saw guts before and uh he he had he has a zolian worm body which is a light blue so even that palette was pretty good okay so solid choice um my seventh is uh her silence grail with the so-called terminator mother agora um but it was a grail before adding the spark on top of the eye i think just elevated it so really solid seer it's my number seven my seven uh, goes to Big Dirty, who I think is beef, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but for her darkness, token number 38, uh, you've got the void background. You've got that sick her lover red skin. You've got that Merlin hair. And then you've got that neutral, evil, exclusive, nameless uh, fragment uh, uh, mask on. The devil horns with the bandage eyes. It's beautiful. Plus a sword and shield. It's dope. It's an amazing one. And there's a poem in the description if you want to check it out. Oh, damn. Okay. Lore points. Um, number six is a seer created by Council of Six or Brennan. Blackened Stroud on a blackened decrepit. I think only four possible wag, wag dies make this one. Um, incredibly simple, incredibly effective. That's it. It's funny. When I was testing... Uh... I just so happened to like test all my lag guide to see what it would look like. And I found that one. I was like, Oh God. Cause I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about it uh, when we had to implement a, a, the, you know, the, the different rare ones. So yeah, I was, I was pretty happy. I didn't even have to go buy anything or hunt anything down. Nice. Nice. Uh, my next is uh, Moon Seer number six, two, two, Oh, by Endox. It's a super, it's a simple one, but like uh, we were, we were in the tavern earlier today kind of clowning on the uh the the chaotic evil uh uh nameless scale mask um but i i don't know i kind of like it against the red background and with the robes it's just dope i like it it's clean it's powerful good wag guy nice i think it's the splash of red in the eyes too right that aligns with the red background very cool that's exactly it uh my number fifth is this uh this staffed up decrepit and you know it, it has her chosen seal on top which is the golden piece over the eyes so it was already super good before and just the addition of the staff and the change in the pink background which we've been talking about i, I think really completely changes um its character very esoteric aesthetic um so that's my fifth it's also it was i think it was also within the first five wag dice so super cool 
my next one is uh, one of the few ever that will ever exist like this, um, but it's Riven, number 3578 by Mischievio. Uh, it's got that Obsidian Blade. Uh, it looks good, contrasted against the dark blue. Uh, I, I'm curious. <laughs> I love it. I, I wish we got more of these swords because they're so so damn good but um you know plus lore points as always there's a there's a description so i'm in yeah nice nice i haven't seen the description but cool those masks are underrated you know i for some reason i i felt like they were very common but i don't think they are at all um my number fourth is a seer by P- and i i say it's a daring seer because it's it's a her ember but most of the body of this Wagdai is already covered by the helmet and armor. Um, but the palette of the her ember skin matches the helmet and the armor. And so it allows the fiery eyes to pop even more. So it creates some really cool, like, reincarnated bull warrior from Tartarus, like, ready to, to get out into the Forsaken Lands and wreak havoc. Um, that's my number fourth. Uh, four. Uh, I mean, this is probably. I'm not again. I didn't. I did not rank these in order or anything. Uh, but it is three zero nine seven by Beef. Uh, big dirty daddy. Uh, how can you not love her eyes? It's the goddamn golden bull. Uh, use of the flame of the twenty one. This is a, a a very rare, uh, trait exclusively available for lawful evil characters. Um, so there's not that many that can get it. Plus the flame of the 21 is super, super rare. And dude, he's got, uh, sick wings. I love them. Oh, <laughs> Brennan, Brennan says my wings are better. I don't know, dude. I like the white wing. I like the white wings a little more than the, uh, the oh, that's a baby wings. wings. That's a baby bull. I've got the big wings. I got the real wings. <laughs> Need the, uh, nameless wings, the bat wings. But then you're, I guess you're evil at that point. Very nice pick. Um, my number third. Um, is this decrepit tentacles of the abyss and void backdrop that's it um and the way i described it is it looks like a lovecraftian monster like something you know you would run into and even the depths of the depths of the coils um really cool makeup i wonder what it would look like if the decrepit was was uh, a blackened wait dude are you talking about lalentinos because that's yes. my like my next one as well. Yeah, dude, same one. Awesome. It's so good. That's token three two eight one uh, by Paiu, uh, Dari. Uh, yeah, amazing, amazing token. I don't know. It's like that's one of those like ones where it's not a very like it's an unassuming trait, the tentacles. But like against that black background, it's so good. It's so simple. It's only three traits. It's one body. It's one back, and then the backdrop. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my second one is this seer by I think it's it's Piu. Um, it's a wormkin, um, all natural, and he he put the glutton's wings on its head. Okay, and this is huge because before this Wagdai was wearing that green solar champion helmet, and so he replaces that with these wings, making it four winged and completely naked against the cream backdrop and it hits it, it's it's i i mean i called it an angelic gorgon it's monstrous it's scary it's magnificent that's my number two 
That uh, actually was also my next one, Token 5799. It's beautiful. It's uh, it's an amazing piece. I mean, the, there's the cult of nudies already, but this is something else entirely. Do you want to bring it? Let's right get up. your closer. We got, we, I think we're, I think we both might have the same final closer as well. What's your final? Okay. My final one is this sphere by PU. It's the Eye of Guilt Black Decrepit with a field note seared onto it. Is that what you have? No. <laughs> I got something okay. different. I can't right, believe you didn't include good old King Leo in your no, list. No, Token 3574. One of the few, oh, I think it's one of the, one of two molten hearts that have been seared now, creating that beautiful red skeleton, and it's just got a fool's crown, which I love. Good job, Prince Hamdo. You did it. You made a good wag guy. Awesome. Well, there you have it. Um, keep in mind, these are only the grails, some of the grails, some of the many grails that people created. Um, I ranked mine based on aesthetic and cohesive aesthetic and color palette, and so that's how I made my choice. And of course, you know, there, there are many hundreds of others of really, really um, courageous and divergent options. I think her silence wanted to do a most ugliest seer contest. Um, we could definitely do that. Yeah, I, I, <clears throat> Dude, that's I think there's some ugly combos out there. I've got a couple that are pretty bad. And there's also some where, like, you can take, like, a really good wag die and throw one of these tokens on it and, like, completely ruin it. Like, you can, like, completely trash the token and the token of Concord at the same time and make something just horrid that was really good before. But, no, uh, might be a fun competition to have. Yeah, we'll see, we'll I'm, see. I'm, I'm, I like I like what's been made so far. I mean, there's, again, my, my list is not ordered at all. I didn't know we were supposed to order them. But um, there's so many cool currently seared. Um, I like unique combinations. I'm curious to see more people starting to use searing as part of their lore, you know, like to discuss the evolution of a character or to create a brand new character that's like got something like super, super unique about them um, and representing that visually. And I'm also curious to see how searing continues to evolve as we keep playing this game, as we keep unlocking new tokens and finding new traits and that kind of thing. Um, you know, I'm still looking for uh, the right trait for my my main PFP. Like I'm I'm wearing this uh, butterfly crown fun fun king offling for now, but like I am going to be looking for a cool the the right trait for my dude, um, and that's going to be a a big moment. And so I this whole process has unlocked something new in the game that like I think is really going to revitalize a lot of the experience. Uh, adds a lot of like purpose and meaning to the tokens and to the interactions um, beyond just like, you know, get token. Uh, now it's like, Oh, I can do shit with it. So like, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to that first next dungeon where we can like, you know, we're all at risk trying to get these things because one, we want to see what the options are. We don't know what the options of the token are until we get them. So um, there's a lot of fun. I think that's coming our way. Most definitely. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing some, some traits that haven't been seared yet you know I'm, th I'm thinking about the glutton secret ladle um those tiny baby hands that go over the eyes curious to see what people make of that um all right let's move along so just a heads up this episode would probably be a bit over the one hour mark as we're uh we're gonna move into conclave talk um unless 
King, you had an announcement about the Concord of Research. Oh, yeah. Small Concord of Research announcement. Beep, 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 beep. Uh, those of you who have been in the Concord of Research Discord, um, by way of any token other than a field notes, uh, you have been kicked out. <laughs> um, we ran a vote among the researchers recently uh, and decided to make our Concord a little bit more exclusive. Like previously, the Concord of Research had been allowing in the artists and the artificers and the monarchs and all kinds of guilds uh, into our halls to share knowledge. But as the project has sort of transitioned and the um, main library of Wagdai kind of has found its footing, you know, um, not recently, this has been a long time coming, but um, the, you know, the, the, the group, you know, invitation for the Concord of Research kind of ran its course and uh, we have now closed our doors. <laughs> so if you don't have a field notes uh, or you don't have a seared wag die with a field notes trait, uh, you can't get in anymore uh, into our secret discord where you're not invited um, because we're going to be doing cool secret Concord things um, in there from now on. So uh, there you go. Uh, oh, uh, our, we sent out our last field notes also. <laughs> um, we have no more field notes whatsoever. Uh, we gave our last one to Cold World, who had been a long member um, by way of Artificer Crystal exclusively. So um, now now he's uh, an official Star Wars researcher and uh, already seared it. And it looks sick, by the way. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, that's it. Concord of Research, doors closed. Uh, get off my lawn. Thanks. Bye. All right, let's hop into the Conclave talk. So first off, we just concluded the election for the the fifth election for Conclave representatives. And this one is especially notable because it's the first time um, they have instituted rewards uh, for serving. And this was actually done on the prerogative of Iculus himself, right? He didn't ask anyone. He didn't run a vote. He just said that if you serve, you will be rewarded with a Conclave bell talk and 100 USD. Um, so we ran that, and the results are out. We have Poof, King Offling, Occult Occurrences, Brennan, Cold World, and Bus serving for the next six weeks. This is huge because four out of the six are newbies. They have never served in this capacity before. So that's pretty awesome to see. Yeah, man, nothing gets me to run in a political race like money. Uh, no, <laughs> for real, I'm probably not going to accept the the USD. But um, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I've never I've never been in the conclave before, uh, and it's uh, the conclave has been getting quite active lately. Uh, and I'm curious to see what opportunities we're going to be able to examine and everything. And I'm looking forward to learning from uh, a cult and, and Brennan on, uh, on, on how things go there, but also, yeah, uh, new blood is always good. Um, I, I would have advocated that at any time, even if I wasn't in, in the running. Um, but yeah, thanks for the votes gang. Her silence. You're out of the table. Her silence. The meeting should go faster. Her silence. You got to go sign your transactions. <laughs> no. Um, go do it right now. Go do it right now. Okay. Hear him out. Let's see. In other news, um, AMA with the Keepers. This was a post on the Conclave that Merlin, and to summarize this, right, you, you know, there's been a lot of buzz about the future of the project and how we can best utilize our resources and timing and assets, right, to kind of, kind of get this in the forefront of the Web3 space again, right? And so Merlin has taken up the idea that the discussions you guys are having, that we're having, are in part fruitless if we don't have some of the core founding team members chiming in. 
on what their vision is, on what their timeline is, right? So this is kind of his effort to accomplish that, to bridge that gap, and to get word from the two and the keepers on what they think um, or what they plan the trajectory of the the project is in terms of their storytelling and their behind the curtain developments and outreaches and initiatives. Any thoughts on this, guys? Yeah, I'm definitely for it. Um, the only question is like, what format does this take? You know, like it was originally proposed as like a Reddit style AMA where it's like, you know, a kind of inquisition event. And I don't really think that's the right way to go. Uh, I would like, I think it's essential that we have open lines of communication um, for the sake of planning and development and everything like that amongst the community. But I think it needs to be a consistent thing. Um, whether that's just like a thread within the conclave where we can always ask questions to the keepers and get answers um, or some other similar channel. Um, w once that exists, then, you know, uh, I think we'll be able to make a lot of strong motions and plans with that information. The only question is, does it like destroy any of the mystique at all? Do you care about that? Yeah. I mean, you know, the, that, the quote unquote the AMA, right? Whatever format it's in, it's always optional. So, you know, if you prefer to not have your immersion destroyed by more direct talk, sit out. That's what I'm probably going to do. Um, Brendan, you're saying that it should be anything but lore. Sure. Yeah. Because <clears throat> we're not talking to uh, uh, Rip uh, fucking, oh my God, I've already forgot his name. It's been so long. Or lore AMA dude who was the robot. Sir Gregor. Gregor. Sir Gregor Rip. Yeah. Yeah. So like I feel like if it's about mechanical things, it's kind of like interviewing me about how did this hearing go? What was it like? Like that's fine. I don't think that mystiques anything because it's mechanic driven. I think that could be really helpful as long as the questions and the answers to the questions aren't anything to do with lore. Right. Yeah. Uh, and Asala brings up a point that has been brought up in the conclave as well. It's like um, you know, talking about the the format this conversation takes, like one of the ideas proposes that we literally use um, the gather chat, which could be super interesting because you literally make uh, a, a staking, you know, spot, you know, like the, the, the corner of the keepers or whatever. We could go stake there. They could close the door behind us and like, you know, we can have our, our questions and answers there. Um, you know, the, I don't know. I don't know. Like there's some concern about you know public eye or whatever that i don't really understand um but it is a neat notion a fun way to use the the the, the tools that we have available to us but i, I don't know yeah I know, something on the table and so where that's at is that um Ikula said he's going to go talk to the two and see if they can figure something out so stay tuned i suppose i just want to know about the handlers what do you want to know about i the want them out in the light man i want to expose them i'm a handler dude i know I'm your I'm specifically just I'm, for you. Literally just I for know you. you sons of bitch. So for <laughs> silence. I, I hate to tell you this, but Wagdai is actually all in your own mind. You've been in an insane asylum for the past six years, and we're all handled. We're looking out for you and your best interests, and we just, you know, we're here for you. When whenever you're ready to like accept the truth of reality, um, the handlers are here for you. Oh, dude, I thought that's fucking badass lore, man. Like, you, I knew you guys were good for something. Uh, good story, man. I'm all in. Yes, only in Wagdai do you gaslight someone on stage on a public Twitter space. Um, 
other news. Let's see. Artist, YG Artist Guild Season 2. So today's the last day, guys. Um, it's going to close tonight. So basically, we're, we're opening the panel of artists for election again. And, um, you know, if if you're um, there, there are criteria for for applying. And so all the previous artists have met the criteria. And it seems like they're all staying on. They're electing to stay on. And if you're a new artist, all, all it requires is three things. You talk about your your history with the project, um, some of the art you've done and your intention in joining. I believe those are those are all you need. And um you know, it'll get reviewed quite easily. But today is the last day, meaning tonight. Okay, so if you want to do that, if you know someone else who would want to do that, hop onto the Conclave post ASAP and get that done. Um, so that's that. Um, Wag die, you will not survive. Offling, do you want to talk about this? Dude, super exciting. Uh, but basically, uh, Roland and Beef and a couple of others have come out with a very strong prototype uh, for a Wagdai game. Uh, for those of you who have played uh, Vampire Survivors um, or any of those other, um, I don't know what the new genre is called, like survival games, um, auto survivor kind of style, they're, you, you're, you're a little character, you're in this one, you're a little skeleton, uh, a decrepit, um, walking around and you get your auto attacks and you're just beset by tons of enemies. Um, and the goal is to survive as long as you can and, and to thrive, uh, kill, kill things, get power ups, um, grow stronger, live longer, carry on, uh, my wayward son. Um, I really like this. Um, you know, I had, I, uh, you know, talked about the game jam that went to vote way before it was supposed to. Um, but, uh, this is kind of the thing that I was hoping to see come out of the, the jam and it's like super solid. Uh, uh, I'm very excited at the the prom- premise of it. The game is good. The team is good. Um, I personally have some questions, reservations, alterations about the business model of it and how it's going to uh, generate its income or generate find find its way to profitability. Um, but I definitely see it as a strong contender um, for what to use with the funds. Um, now, it is not a cheap thing to produce. Um, 60 K is the ask currently, um, which is on the light side for, um, uh, modern game development. Um, especially with a team, I think they've got like four or five people on the team. Um, but I think that that is a recoupable amount. Um, it's just not going to be instantaneous because you're looking at, you know, four or five months of development time plus release. And it takes a while to, to generate income from release. But I think under the right business structure, um, this concept can go far. Um, and I'm very excited. Yeah. I, I, if people have already been playing it in the, in the discord, there's a little prototype. Um, if you exclamation mark game, um, there's now a, uh, shortcut to the, to the demo. Um, but go and give it a try and, and, you know, be honest about your thoughts. Cause it's, if this thing goes through, like it's a huge part of what's going to be coming forward for, for Wagdai in the future. Lost Cowboy, have you tried it? I have indeed, and it's really, it's really good. It's really hard. I guess the, I was gonna say a good word to describe it is like a bullet dodger. Um, you're just constantly dodging a bunch of shit everywhere. The art looks amazing. It's fluid. It's easy to pick up. It's fun. It's addicting. Yeah, it's 
that's everything you kind of want in the game. The other thing that I want to just like throw some major props out here is like they built this prototype without a shred of funding and they brought it as a proof of concept for they want for what they want to do. This is what we've like kind of always wanted the the conclave to be like rather than being like hey here's this thing that I would love to do um you know give me money and I'll go try and do it. Uh, this is a very proven thing. It's like, hey, here's here's the thing. I just need money to make it better or whatever. Um, that is the kind of thing that I like to see in the conclave. Um, it gives me a lot of confidence in the in the proposals. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, there, I've still got I've still got a mil- I'm like I'm a nitpicker, so um, you know we've been going back and forth in the conclave over a lot of little details, but I, I I'm feeling very strongly about it. Yeah, obviously very bullish on you know the general legitimacy of it you know someone mentioned dungeons game and how it might have been better if we had let it come to fruition um but you know just more holistically though the way i'm thinking you know because i'm kind of a penny piece things about the two other game developments that we have in store right that's ox g thing ox g's thing and uh, ox thriving and then you know i'm kind of wondering is there a way we can consolidate and bring assets and resources together instead of kind of funneling through all these different initiatives. I don't know. Um, something to think it's about tough. that I, I will mean, definitely like, be vocal. I'll, I'll just say like, it's tough to do that. Um, like it, it's, it's almost, imagine you're writing a story and like somebody, you know, says, Oh, and now you have to work with, you know, these two chapters that this other dude wrote. And it's like, wait, what? Um, you know, it, making a game is like, <sighs> it's very self-expressive it's very hard to like you know uh, incorporate things that other people have made or whatever um and the thing where i i definitely understand over investing in games generally but unlike thriving's game and unlike uh, oxg's game um right now i do see this uh game as a shippable product right uh that could be sold um to a non-wagdai audience and generate profits. I think that is something that we have been neglecting quite heavily in the conclave. And I, I feel strongly about its opportunity to, to do uh, numbers, to make money, um, not under its current business model, but uh, you know, that can all be changed. The product is there. Yep. Yep. Um, gotcha. So let's see how that unravels. I think, you know, there, there's still feels in question. So tenacity asked very good ones and, you know, offling put up some good ones too. So definitely go in there and give your two cents um, and see what comes of it. I think that's it for conclave talk. Nothing else. Mi- no, I think that's it. We got, we got, we got it all. I think we're about done, almost on the show. Let's get, let's, let's wrap it all up, right. baby. Go for it. Uh, first, just want to throw a, a small congrats to Brennan. Uh, dude picked up Luda the Striver this week. Uh, 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 now owns goddamn uh, She Who Smiles, the Crow of Detreaty, uh, Luda the Striver, and the Skull of Detreaty. That is a thick stack of 17 juice. Uh, congratulations, my guy. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I want to learn more about the trade. About which one? About the trade, because you know, I saw you got the obsidian blade in there and the molten talisman. Yes, dude, you got the tox as well. Oh my god, oh my god, we're gonna have. I'm gonna have words with you, son. I told. Well, here's a trade. I said, 
when I did this to tenacity, I was like, at any point in time, you want to come back and give me the exact amount that I paid for it, three ETH, except you just get looted back and not the two other Concord tokens. I'll give it back to you anytime. And so hopefully he comes back and buys it. Interesting. Yeah, that's very fair. That's a, that's a good deal for him. Or I burn it. So I told him I'll never sell it to anyone, but I didn't tell him I'll burn it. Mm. Mm. Wild card, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, regardless. I, I, I want to see Luda burnt before we find him in the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, yeah, the, 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 compass, the compass points to the burn address. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean everyone just needs to jump in the void again? Always, yes. No, re- no, no, no reward, no game. I mean, technically, wasn't that it? All the treaty was there, talking to us at the void, so we just can revisit the void again. Yeah, I don't think anyone's desire to go back in there anytime soon. I mean, what is just it just costs us a couple wag guy to get to the bottom. Speak for yourself. We're going back. We're going going back. We're going back over there. Um, let's see. Shout out to Piscasso. Um, he goes by Earwig in the Discord, and uh. I haven't seen him before, but he came up and he seared a a serpent to his decrepit. And, you know, he was really enthusiastic about it. And he was saying how he felt motivated or inspired to start LARPing it. So I pinned it at the top. Um, and it's it's pretty cool. It's a cool look. And it's cool to see how, you know, I, I've noticed that there are some wallets or owners or holders, rather, who have seared, who aren't active in the... So it's cool to see that people are still seeing the news and they're still interacting with this awesome new mechanic we have here. Pretty awesome. Um, with that, we'll just open the floor for any final thoughts, ideas, opinions. Brennan, you got an awesome fucking swamp shroud grail there, brother. I'm a big, 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 big fan of your thing. Also, I'm a big fan of the Red Skellies. That's also something that's been kind of ripping through the collection for me. I think uh, seeing seeing these seers and it's kind of like a cool way to just shake up the collection and just be able to make your own one-on-ones. Um, I think it's been really cool so far, seeing all the combos. Agree, agree. Uh, let's, let's do a quick hot take. What is the worst talk trait? It's got to be the bone. <laughs> the bone? The bone we no way, the dude. bone's first appearance came up today. I'm not going to lie. I think I saw someone uh, sear a bone to someone that looked like a caveman, and that yes. was like a pretty good sear. That yeah, was that, was, that was mine. That fit so well. I was like, that's perfect. But everything else, I've, I've, I've been kind of... The, the ladle. Anyone, has anyone made the nope. soup ladle? I was no. going to say, Who I forgot was about with the, the idea handle. of putting the ladle on bulb burner. <laughs> Honestly, it's that one is disgusting. I mean, whoever made that, they were probably good, but they got really drunk and they just designed the soup ladle. <laughs> like, what? when I first saw it, I thought it was a golf is this, or is a golf right? club. It's it a, a golf club? club. It's a straight ten iron, baby. It's the biggest thing you got to hit it the farthest you can. Yeah, hitting rocks into members of the seventeen. I for me, the. The worst one is is the molten talisman bandages of the furry furies. No um, way! Yeah, you wait, are wait, listen, on crack. Listen, 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 listen. This is why. Just hear me out, all right? Can I speak? This is because no, no. Don't listen. Don't listen. Don't listen. Don't listen. No, I'm just kidding. Just... It it could have been so much better with so little effort. Just changing the color so that it be it resembles more of a garment than literal bandage. You are. 
off your rocker. Okay, dude, it is supposed to go on her lover skin, which contrasts beautifully with the bandage color as is. No, 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 not with gray. Not with gray. Sil- the silver earrings, yeah, fine. Keep. The gray bandages, uh, it was such an easy well, tweak. I don't see it. You're all bugging. No. The worst. No, one but is see the the, the the thing is, is that you can have a fire talk and you can put it on the wrong wag dye, and it, it can be awful. But your King's right about the, those bandages. They they fit over very specific character. They they only align with her lover and Wormkin elite traits. Like I can't see her an ember on on uh, one of my characters because their their traps poke out. It just it just doesn't fit. Doesn't fit. So. I actually like that you're talking about the decrepits, right? It, it, it looks like a piece of like seared flesh that, that the, is the decrepits are one. And then I, I made a trade with Cowboy and got uh, Yuri's, uh, was it Yuri's Fury? One of those, not Yuri's Fury. Yeah, oh. Yuri's Fury. <clears throat> yeah, the ember doesn't fit on there, but the I did sear the uh, the earrings to that, and I do think she's a pretty girl or guy, six, however, six, I identify. I'm not gonna lie though, the sleeper was the gem. Jeez, that little red star can really spice up some some wag dye, and it's just so simple too. But it Bro, hits you, so hard. Do you imagine? I was thinking about searing the the sears gem to uh that that character that we traded with. That's that's now the void drinker. That that was almost seared the other day. Oh fuck, that would have been nice too with the void. Didn't yeah. someone do that already? Um. There was a cool void one that I saw. Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like so simple, but it hits so Char- right. You say Charlemagne? It's Chalamagne. It's oh, okay. Tal. It's Chalamagne. Named oh. it after my friend Alex Chow. Chalamagne. Talks to people so now. Sick that that these that these uh, seers now just add uh, just an extra layer of depth to your character and its story. Whether Can we still do the worst trait though, because it's definitely the artificer's uh, crystal visor thing. It's absolute trash. Oh yeah, nobody has seen that. Well, the, the, you know what it is about that though? It's the potential that we all had in our mind, right? Because it it held so much. I don't know. I thought it was gonna be amazing, and then all of a sudden, I got a visor, and I was just like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" <laughs> Yeah, you get, and... you get the mallet on the rare version. Mallet, see, that's a, yeah, that's the thing. The mallet makes up for it, but. Does it? Uh, <laughs> Does it? Yeah, okay. I, I was thinking maybe like an armor like King or yours, you know, like a blue armor. It was going to give us like an artificial. I don't know. I had. Same. same. Ooh, can I ask I had, a speculative question? Do you do we think that in the future we'll be able to continue compounding the seer of another talk? I hope so. No, I don't think in the sh- Short term, at least my knowledge of it, there will not be compounded searing. Mm, okay, because the only thing I was thinking is then then leading into some some background metadata changes. But if you no, if- well, different tokens can change different things. The way it was built is very robust. Like yeah. it can change the background and do uh-huh. other stuff, but it won't be compiled. Like you can't multi sear the way that you can't look like made. King. You know, in, in six months, <laughs> yeah. you're not going to look like King. But- yeah, it's just because there's a lot of pre-work done already, and it would make it much harder to do the, the combined searing. So you can't replace sear traits with sear traits of the same category, but you can add an additional one of a different one? No, 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 no. No no compounding. You cannot sear more than one TOC on a, on a wag die. 
ever right now in the roadmap. Okay, but it's possible. There's a roadmap? No. <laughs> <laughs> it is, without explaining too much, <laughs> there is, you, dynamic metadata is a big part of WAGDI and will continue to be a big part of WAGDI. Steering is just one aspect of dynamic metadata. Let me, I'll just say it like that way. All right, whatever. I'll take your word for it. Meeple Dad. We're just closing up here. See you came up though. How's it going? Hey, thanks for having me. Um, I'm uh, I'm a tr- good evening pilgrims. Just uh, traveling in from the the wizard world. Um, uh, Brennan Brennan and I have uh, connected many times, um, and I was actually invited into the Wagdy world by Poof a while back. Uh, hooked me up with my Black Lotus. Um, so I just wanted to invite any WAGD enthusiasts to connect. Oh, over Twitter, we host a community spaces on the wizard side of the, the world. Um, and I would love to learn more about WAGD. I'm like on the edges, but you guys are so thick and deep into your lore. Um, I, I feel like you know, to bring new people in, you really got to give us a hand and, and bootstrap us in because there's so much to learn. And it's so amazing just hearing you guys go off about it. Um, and I want in. Um, so let's connect sometime and do sort of like a level zero. Uh, tell it to me like I'm a warrior uh, or five-year-old, you know. Deal. Let's do it. Awesome. Sounds great. Uh, yeah. Hit up the DMs. Hop into the Discord for more concrete scheduling. Looking forward to something let's- like that. Let's do it. That'd be super fun. Awesome. Thanks for uh, hosting tonight. It was a pleasure to listen in. I wanted to ask, now that you're here, kind of, does it seem a little overwhelming when you hear all of us talking about this stuff? Or does it seem like overwhelming, but fun to be part of in a sense? I'll, I'll give it to you straight. I have no idea what just happened for the last hour. Like, I've, I understand that there's, a, that there's like a seer mechanic that just dropped. Uh, that somehow you guys can like alter your WAGD, but I don't, you know, it's obviously, you know, really hard to sort of pick that up on the fly. So, you know, it's partly on me that I haven't really like done my digging and I haven't spent enough time learning, but I would love an opportunity to work together to, to really simplify it and, and just start us off like it's at the beginning. Because I do the same thing on the wizard side of things where I'm like so deep into things and we're like talking about the book of lore and the warrior drop and the beasts and blah, blah, blah. And there's new people who are like, what the fuck? Why is he talking about cucumber hot dogs now? Like, I'm so confused. So I hear you. Um, I, but yeah, let's, we've, we've had a lot of success in the wizards lately just trying to simplify things and invite people to like get in at the ground floor and sort of start back at zero. So love to invite you guys to do the same. Yeah, let's do, let's do like a spaces or something. We'll do 101 for each other so both communities can learn without getting overwhelmed. I think that's a really good idea. I am super into that. Yeah, we um, and, and this spaces we're in now, this is a community like you guys, none of you guys are the dev team or anything, right? Like this is all just people hanging out, having a good time on a Tuesday. Well, the thing is that nobody knows who is devs in this goddamn project. So no. I mean, yeah, they aren't dogs. Yeah. No one's Doc. Well, we've got, yeah. on the wizard side, we've started sort of, you know, there's been, 
there's been a couple of different community spaces on different levels that have been running for various amounts of time. Um, I do like a, a writer's workshop once a week. And then there's the morons who do have their own uh, discord hangout on Mondays. So there's lots to catch up on from the community. Not, you know, anyone can tune into wizard Wednesday and see what the like actual devs are up to um, and the project team, but it's, it's more fun. I think to get to know the community, who are the people that make this place tick um, and that's that's who I'm interested in getting to know on your side of things. So, yeah, I'll uh, I'll drop a jab uh, jab in the Discord, and anyone uh, shoot me a, a friend request on on Twitter or whatever as well, and we'll we'll take it from there. Sounds like a plan. Thanks yeah, for coming, Meeple. I, I, I've been enjoying having some some uh, Twitter conversations with you. I, I appreciate you uh, you know joining in, and um, we look forward to just hearing more about what you have going on. Really appreciate it. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. Wagdai is a Web3-based project that utilizes theatrical storytelling with blockchain mechanics and fantasy role-playing to create an immersive adventure. Thanks for tuning in. Um, keep on steering throughout the week, and uh, we'll see you soon. Goodbye, traveler. May your journey bode you well. <laughs>